What is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Leonard here today on another podcast. I know it's been a minute. Uh, there's been a lot of information and material that have been dropped since the last time we spoke, and we're going to dive real deep into all of them. Between the gaming world of PlayStation, as they both had a state in play, which was almost roughly about almost a week apart from each other, almost you can kind of say. And then there's also into the sports games in terms of NBA as of the games are going, you know what I'm saying, as well as the NBA trade trade deadline that just happened recently, as well as some NFL talk as us leading into Super Bowl and some music going into from what was discussed from the Grammys and what was shown, the good, the bad, and um, was there anything ugly? Actually, there kind of was, actually, yeah, there was at least one thing that came to mind that was ugly at the Grammys, but... In more in case, we'll dive deep into that. But first off, we're going to talk a little bit with gaming of PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation's been um, been busy pretty lately, and a little bit in terms of the news, in terms of games that's being dropped within this year, if not coming into next year. And uh, there was a lot that was announced, at least for the first state of play, that was kind of ambiguous than this recent one that was just shown out here. You know, there was a lot of games that popped out, you know, like Death Stranding 2, that was like one of the last games that was shown at the, at the end. And of course, if you played the first game, you know, you pretty much was already geeking about the fact that this was being shown. And it gave us a pretty good length of, you know, dialogue and showing, you know, everything that was going on within that storyline of Death Stranding 2. But it said it's called Death Stranding 2 on the beach. So again, if you happen to see it, you, you'll probably know the theme a little bit of it as well. As well, they, you know, talked a little bit about Rise of the Ronin, which is a, definitely a highly anticipated game, a game I'm actually looking forward to buying as well because it's very cool, very critical on the whole samurai kind of combat of it all, and it's awesome. I mean, especially you get to look around the whole Yokohama and, you know, have sword combat, you know, especially the parry system. You know, that I'm pretty much geeking about the most about that was about the parry system. The fact is that you have the parry system that you can literally just go right there and block for the, within the attacks. I'm not saying that Ghost of Tsushima didn't do anything similar like that, but I'm just saying that is pretty sick. But that game is coming out in March 22nd. So, yeah, there's that. Um, Until Dawn is being remastered for the PS5 and PC this year. So if you happen to be familiar with that series, that is be coming out in, within this year as well. Stellar Blade Deep Dive um, had a release date announced that time frame. And it's coming out this year on April 26, 2024. It's a cool looking game. Um, I don't think I ever... Yeah, I think it's the first game that's been shown. But it's a pretty cool game. Um, it's, you know, of course, it's published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. So there's a lot of material that's going on within there too. Capcom happened to show yet pretty much another trailer that happened to deal with Dragon's Dugan 2. Dogma 2. Yeah. The first one I played, it was pretty good. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. You know, everybody's been waiting <laughs> for it. So, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Then there was, you know, some other announcements. Probably that trumped probably anything that was announced. You know, you think I would have started off that, but, you know, I kind of wanted to give some games in there a little bit. But uh, there was one particular game that I was shocked about, I think a lot of us were shocked about, especially if you've been following the series for a while, is that there is a new Sonic Generations. Asterisk. It is Sonic X Shadow Generations. Not the show Sonic X, I'm just... You know, to be fair, it's called technically Cross, but you know, 
you know, for those who don't know, it's Sonic and Shadow in Sonic Generations. Basically in the sense that this is a remastered version of Sonic Generations, which is well kept up from 2011's release of that game, and the graphics of it was still great then, and mind you, this was on the PS3, so you're jumping into two systems later. I think this is also being on PS4 as well, so that's something as well. But being remastered, as speedy, as colorful, as vibrant as that game was, it's really cool to see it being remastered again. I mean, it's, it was still amazing then, especially seeing a lot of classic Sonic's levels, being three-dimensional I just thought that was so dope it pretty much was the game that started him being three-dimensional that's where you see him a lot of times with Sonic Superstars Sonic Forces this might be the only couple games he's probably been in 3d wise since 2011 so it's, it's still it paved the way obviously but instead of it just being just a remaster they happen to throw a little curveball which I was just like huh because <laughs> literally if you look at the trailer they pretty much show the same trailer that was announced back when the game came out and then you saw shadow come crossing through the sky and i was like oh snap what is this <laughs> mind you shadow was already in the game as a rival battle and as like a side character in the game anyway so now it's like okay well shadow just taking over this so if you look at the trailer, there's a lot of stuff that's going on with it. A lot of stuff that's probably not going to be more announced until later on, like some of these games, you know what I'm saying, that were announced in the games of the state and play. But all I can tell you is that you guys will be playing a lot with Shadow in this one. I mean, you see, was it Final Chase from Slime Adventure 2? So that's pretty cool. So I'm just curious exactly what he has to do in this. Obviously, it's going to be his own storyline, which is... You will say it's probably one of the most interesting storylines in Sonic games. I usually, none of us, a lot of us look for a storyline in a Sonic game. But Shadows is pretty much pretty consistent when it comes to storyline. At least from where he came from. <laughs> and so to see that that might come back and deep dive more into that whole storyline and stuff like that. Should be a very interesting treat. Not to mention, he's not just going to be like a clone of what Sonic did in Sonic Forces. He actually is doing like Chaos Spears and all this other stuff too. So it's going to be kind of interesting what exactly, what abilities he's going to be doing besides just boost the wind. Because again, that's what Sonic Generations, in a sense, did. Was that. So, needless to say, that's one of those things there. So, I'm excited for it. It said it's coming out in autumn 2024 of this year. So kind of almost want to say man i wish it was already now <laughs> so most likely i could take a wild guess i mean hey they could surprise me sonic superstars came out in uh, october i wanted to come out in september <laughs> not to mention too because i forgot i think sonic adventure 3 or sonic adventure 3 <laughs> excuse me sonic the hedgehog 3 the movie it's supposed to come out this year as well so now now we're kind of calling this the year the year of shadow so that's about it so but yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool so let's see about any more games after that so for the next game I think we're looking at here is also from there you had Silent Hill that got announced as well um, Silent Hill the short message and that is being shown in there as a game. It's like a free-to-play game. It's like a spinoff. Because they also showed, also too, Silent Hill 2, the remake of it. 
So that was kind of interesting to re-see that all over again. I'm like, man, I haven't touched Silent Hill in a minute, <laughs> let alone two. So, I mean, seeing that again, it's like, whoo, man, that's crazy. So uh, hopefully for all those Silent Hill fans, they got excited about that. They have Judas, which I believe this was one of the games, too, as well, that was also created by Bioshock, which you could kind of obviously tell from the whole first party, or for, not, not first party, but first person type of gameplay and whatnot, too. So, pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. I'm curious to see what that will do as well for the game. Uh, they have V Rising. Um, I didn't follow much with this one, though, but um, it's pretty cool looking. It's supposed to come out, you know, I guess it it was like it, the game came out back in PC of 2022, so it's coming in, out now on PlayStation 5 this year. So I didn't follow it as much, probably just because it was on PC. But cool for all those fans that's played Free Rising, so they could now play it on console. And for people like me now, never played it in my life, I could probably give it a shot. They have Dave the Diver. Um, so yeah, Godzilla is gonna be in it, so that's gonna be cool. Then um, they had Zenless Zone Zero, which looks like a pretty much a big group fighting game almost in a sense, like one of those shoot 'em up games, maybe like Apex type of style. I have no idea, but they didn't really show much of it. But it's still in development, so it's pretty cool, pretty cool looking. Um, they also happened to show off a little bit of a trailer of um, the Metro Awakening VR trailer for that. So that's pretty cool too. Legendary Tales was revealed as well for VR too, if you happen to have VR headsets. Then they showed off a Foam Stars trailer. And for those who don't know what Foam Stars, if anything I'm talking about, it's kind of like your Splatoon, but with foam. Yeah, in a sense. And so I know um, it's gonna be out on PlayStation Plus around this time frame. So um, I know that that's coming out. So at least if you happen to have PlayStation Plus, you guess to get it for free. It's not the first time PlayStation has done this either, too. They did it with, I want to say it was Destruction Derby All-Stars. Um, and I got that for free, and eventually they made it pay for it. So it was a brand new game. So, you know, why not jump on it? It's a brand new game, free, too, before you pay for it. <laughs> I would jump on it. It's not every day that PlayStation would do that. I'm still I'm still getting on about the PlayStation Plus. I mean, it's, it's not perfect by no means, but I guess it comes in clutch every now. Uh, Helldivers 2 is another one as well, too. I never played the first one, but that one looks pretty interesting, too. That's coming out as well. So that was kind of the, pretty much the gist of all the games that was announced on that day. Now, of course, like I said, this past week, we also had a state of play. And that state of play happened to be one where they happened to show off Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Now, of course, this game's been out since 2020. Yeah, roughly a little bit into the pandemic. This has been out, so a lot of us probably were busy playing that game and, you know, whatnot. Then we also had some DLC, like Integrate and whatnot. And then we also had, you know, Crisis Core. So we had a, quite a bunch of stuff until we led up to this point of Rebirth. And it pretty much was like an 11-minute video showing it all out. And they also have a demo for free. Now, I have not, and I'd be lying if I said I finished it. I haven't finished everything of Final Fantasy up to the point of Rebirth, so I know I had to take a little bit of a grain of salt, but if you want to, the trailer's out there to show it. I mean, they showed us a couple of sequences. I think it, yeah, I want to say it was in that state of play that they showed off a little bit of it, 
um, before they went to this actual state and play. And it looked really good. Um, from what I heard, though, you could switch around with the, well, you switched around with the characters in the first anyway. But I think you can like switch around the teams and everything like that too. So it's pretty interesting to say the least for it. But uh, but the game is coming out the 29th of this month. So I wouldn't say. I mean, if you don't have anything on your play, I mean, you could maybe knock all this out before that game comes out. And then you know, because keep in mind, you still gotta if you if you have the first copy and you didn't get the DLC, then you get the DLC. And then Crisis Core, you know, that was technically the beginning. I mean, they have it on the PSP as well. But the point is, is that you can still play that, but you gotta pay for that too. And then you got Rebirth. So, and I'm pretty sure this game is going for about at least 70 bucks. So yeah, you're gonna be asking a whole lot if you wanna try to not be spoiled by all of that goodness. Cause we've been waiting for a hot minute for this to come out, to at least continue from, you know, the game. Um, so, but this also also pretty much to make a point. This game isn't the final conclusion of Final Fantasy VII. Um, I guess they said they will have another one after this one. So, I guess that's cool. I didn't think they would ever do something like that. But this is a remake, so I mean, yeah, yeah, crazy, right? It's funny just how much love Final Fantasy VII gets. Like it's been around. I mean, you got at least now we're at sixteen and. I don't think they ever did anything with 8 even. I mean, 8 probably was like the next closest one to being loved if it wasn't 10. So, and then you also have like 13 with um, with Lightning. So, um, you know, you got, you got a lot. You got a lot of games, a lot of protagonists, a lot of antagonists and whatnot. But it kind of still stay the same. It's an RPG game at the end of the day. So nothing really changes or nothing even matters. Lord Hill reference. <laughs> But all in all, like I said before, from that, again, you can check out that trailer. It's out there. It's on YouTube. You can also know that this game's coming out towards the end of this month, but they also have a demo out there for you to play it as well. So that's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. So um, I don't know if it's a time-limited demo. Um, sometimes they kind of keep them out. That they used to back in the day, but some of them either do one or two things, betas, closed betas, and they just close it out. Like they just like oh it's just like a temporary thing and then that's it like if you have it cool if not oh well it's got a way to buy the actual game to test it out there's no blockbuster you know what I'm saying I mean maybe you could maybe go to Redbox maybe I don't know <laughs> if they if they do do that for a PS5 game I'm not sure any which way you have that option as well so just to do a little recap of everything that was with the state of play. Then there was also some news that happened to break out within PlayStation with Xbox. There's been some stuff that's been going on around recently that there might be a couple games that happen to be exclusive games for Xbox might be coming to PlayStation 5. A couple of these happen to be like Starfield, uh, the Gears of War series, and Indiana Jones in the Great Circle. Um, just to name a couple of those as well too. And then they said Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves was also possibilities to do that too. But they said, at least from Microsoft, they are going to detail all their strategy going forward towards the end of the month. So I guess to clear all these rumors, we won't hear anything until, again, the end of the month. So that's kind of interesting. And what would this mean if Microsoft is actually going to do this? Well, that kind of means a lot, to be honest. 
I mean, PlayStation isn't new to this as well. I mean, there's been probably games this obviously was exclusive to PlayStation and eventually made its way out first, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not just talking just the PC, because obviously if it wasn't going to be Xbox and Nintendo, it was going to be PC, because PC is kind of like the middle ground, even though it still doesn't have any Nintendo games out there. I don't believe you can play Nintendo games up there. But I feel like it's like also the median, because you can kind of play both to a degree, depending on how you slice it, I guess. But, um yeah you know so especially with a lot of computers i think a lot of them kind of lead more on the microsoft end so but you have that option as well to say the least so there's that and then um yeah yeah so that's that's pretty sick <laughs> pretty sick indeed so we'll we'll see how that goes with playstation and in terms of what they're gonna do about all that jazz, um, but yeah, so it's pretty exciting to hear some a lot of good gaming news coming amok. Everything else too as well. Um, so I heard also PlayStation Portal happened to have some new games or some new systems being put into the um, realm. So you could probably now get yourself a chance to get a PlayStation Portal. I will be one of the many that won't. Um, again, still love PlayStation to death, but. I'm also using common sense here and in terms of what the PlayStation Portal has capable of and what they kind of lack. So, you know, biggest is the offline situation. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> so, you know, so we'll see. But I don't want to rain nothing upon somebody's joy. You know, if you want to get it, definitely get it. Because, again, it's very cool. Looking. It is. I mean, cool factor wise, it's up there. Everything else, I mean, it's kind of based off of preference. So, that's just me. I want y'all to try it out. Even though you guys got to kick out some good amount of money. That's not to say that it's almost close to buying the actual PS5 system. So, you know, just saying. Just saying. Just keep these in mind. Just keep these in mind. But up next, we're going to talk a little bit of some sports. A lot of madness happening in there. And uh, we'll go from there. And we're back. Now on to sports. Uh, we're going to start with the NFL. Get the behemoth out of the way. Again, since the last time we spoke, there's been obviously a couple weeks into the point of where we had the division round. And then the AFC conference and the NFC conference go against each other, right? Uh, individually, within their conferences, if that made sense. So, you know, of course, when we talk about the division round, you know, there was a lot of teams that was getting, you know... Some ones that we thought would have probably prevailed didn't. So, um, you know, well, yeah, I don't think, really, honestly, I don't think there was really anything bad that happened in the divisional round. I mean, some of the teams I did see that did win, I kind of expected them to win it. You know, between the Ravens and the Texans, you know, I did want to see the underdogs see them win, but, you know, I thought the Ravens, you know, were going to beat them anyway, and they ended up doing that. When you had the 49ers and the Packers, Honestly, the Packers were kind of giving them a run for their money, but they 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 won it that way. And then the Buccaneers and the Lions, you know, Lions happened to win that one in the Chiefs and the Bills. Yet again, always, as always, the Bills will always choke in the playoffs, sadly to say. Then you have the NFL conferences with the um, NFC and the AFC. With the AFC, you have the Chiefs and the Ravens. And 
well, I didn't really want to see the Chiefs go again. I kind of wanted to root for the underdog of that of the Lamar Jackson, who, you know, I wanted to see actually get a chip. You know, because we already seen Mahomes and then did it. So it's like, you know, you want to see something different. But, you know, at the end of the day, and the Ravens weren't playing their game anyway. They were making some boneheaded plays and whatnot. And the Chiefs happened to use that to their advantage. Even though it was not a blowout. It was 17-10, but boom that happened there and then when you're talking about the lions and the 49ers that was another one the lions were coming in hot in the beginning part of the game and then somehow they start getting lackadaisical the coach yet again dan campbell happened to just do some boneheaded plays kind of like what he did against the cowboys even though that was just you know obviously the last game and stuff like that going into the playoffs but still you know what I'm saying? You could have ran party on the Cowboys, but you kept saying, let's go for it. Let's go for it. And it's like, what? So, and he said he don't regret anything that he did. I'm like, all right. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Just don't let that happen again. I just never thought I would see. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. I, for the Lions, for what they were able to accomplish through this year, because again, I'm telling you right now, growing up throughout years of probably my birth, um the lions were trash like they were bad so they were very bad and this was their year to to actually you know do something with this and they did i mean i mean you hopefully hopefully thought so between all the trades that happened between especially with the rams and them and then you turn around and all the picks they probably have picked up over the time frame and thus this picking up contracts and stuff like that so yeah, if they keep that same momentum going, for sure, they'll be back onto that same spot again. For my Giants, eh, meh, we'll see. Um, all we can do is hope and pray what happens in the draft. That's all we can say about that. But it's not about the Giants. It's on to the Super Bowl. The season finale of the finale. You know, you had your regular season finale, but then you got your series finale. The series of this season series. If that made any sense, it probably didn't. But you have now the Super Bowl that's happening this weekend. Starts at 6.30 on CBS, so a lot of people are going to be tuning into that one, wherever you're going to be at. Whether you're going to have your finger food, pizza, and anything else. I might make a little bit of some dips, maybe, who knows. I might try to do something, you know what I'm saying? Um, pizza does sound good, though, and wings. But I might do some, I might, I might razzle-dazzle some stuff, you know what I'm saying? You know, everybody's going to be picking out and whatnot. As I still think to this day, though, I think the Super Bowl, they should have been a holiday after that. I mean, granted, you could say that. I mean, depending on where you work at, you could just straight up just call off. But there should have been a national Every single time, there should be. Yeah. Now, of course, I wouldn't say like, oh, if we had a team in Virginia Beach, which we're still trying to, you know, possibly, maybe. I mean, the only team that's, we're kind of in between. You got Washington or you got, I guess, Charlotte is the closest one next door. I mean, sure, you have the Ravens up there too as well, but that's like Baltimore. So that's still lumping with Maryland. So, we really don't have anything. So, what my point was is, like, if a team happened to win, we all should have just got, like, a day off type of thing, right? But we don't have a team. So, we probably won't ever, 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 ever get that experience until they do something about that. But we'll see. In which case, we have the 49ers and the Chiefs. 
going against each other at 630. Um, it's going to be in Las Vegas. Shout out to Usher. He's going to be performing out there for 15 minutes. And anything can go. You know, he has a plethora of songs. We all know this. This man has been singing since he was a kid. And thus, he has been had a huge catalog. Whether it's from his self-titled Usher album, A701, Confessions. Confessions? <laughs> I mean... I mean, the other, yeah, like I said before, when you had Usher, oh yeah, excuse me, I missed, I skipped My Way, pardon me, <laughs> Usher, the self-titled album, then My Way, which is also a, a smash hit album too as well, 8701, definitely for sure, shout out to the Neptunes who also did a lot of production work on that album, then you got Confessions, and I say that again because like, dude, there was so many hits on hits on hits on that song, that whole album worked on, then you had, you know, Raymond versus Raymond, and you had Here I Stand, and then you had a lot of albums just coming and coming and coming. And I think he just recently had his ninth album coming out too as well. So it's all fun and good, but man, wouldn't it be the stressfulness of trying to figure out what songs you're gonna try to play in the Super Bowl? I mean, there's probably some that I can come across as I can think of as to what songs he might choose from. I mean, he might do say Yeah with Ludacris and Little John. That's a given. I mean, they, they play that everywhere. I don't. It does not even have to be the club. It could be anywhere. You will hear it. You will hear the instrumentals if you had to. And people will try to dance. And some that can, cool. And some that can't, just gotta stop. But you know, they they do it anyway. But they have that song. I can see him doing Confessions Part Two. Um, there also have been some rumors, which I wish they didn't do this because people just can't seem to just let us be surprised. We, it's one thing to speculate like I'm doing right now, but then instead of be like, oh, I heard that this so-and-so person's going to be there. I'm like, I really don't want to know that because there's other stuff about saying, you know, there's a certain song with a certain artist that he might be singing it with. That's why I'm not saying it because I want to share, I want to look out for the people. I'm looking out for the people, but there's, there's that speculation as well. Because Usher has been with a lot of other artists, clearly, whether he was featured on their song or vice versa. So anything can go, really. He can take it all the way back to his earlier days with My Way. Um, you maybe want to, or his self-titled album. One of the songs I did like from that one was like, Think of You. Yep. All the time I think of you, holding on to someone new. Don't make me lose my mind. That song's so smooth. But, you know, then A71, same thing with You Don't Have to Call, um, You Remind Me. So, you know, there's a lot of songs off of that one. Again, Confessions. You know, so there's <laughs> there's a lot of albums this man could literally pull out. Um, DJ has his Fall in Love Again with Pitbull. You know, so, you know, there's a lot. A lot of songs Usher could possibly pick. But it's probably the hardest thing for 15 minutes. It's like the same thing that came to mind when you had, like, Especially with Rihanna, obviously, right? Because Rihanna's another one, you know, had to come and think about all the catalog songs she could have played. And then even before that was Dr. Dre and then when you had Dr. Dre, not just himself, but you had Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick. And Kendrick? Kung Fu Kenny? So that's a lot of people right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Obviously, they put like a couple songs from their catalog in there and I'm like, but it still was a killer, right? So there's a lot of planning that goes on with this. So I know he's over there in Las Vegas anyway, which 
is also funny as we all was making that running joke throughout the year when he first got announced that he was going to be in Las Vegas because he had his residency over there in Las Vegas which was I believe was ending but then I think he also has his lover and fest tour or not tour but his festival that's still going to be in Las Vegas anyway so it's like pretty much he's been over there for a hot minute in Las Vegas between his residency then the lover lovers and friends festival and then him doing this at the super bowl i mean it kind of makes sense but speaking of that lovers and fest festival did you guys check out that catalog of people that's gonna be up there <laughs> i'm looking like bruh all of them all of them it, it, it was still amazing when he first did it the first time and i still said the same thing i'm looking like bro all of them <laughs> and it got so bad this year that they made a second day and they got just about almost everybody. Obviously, there's some that's not going to be up there. Like, they got Craig David up there for the first day. I'm like, bro, what? People like, dude, got Craig David up there? What? Monica? Ludacris? It was kind of a kind of a given for Ludacris and Little John. But you got Timbaland up there. I mean, I just, there's a whole list of people up there. Missy, Lil' Kim, uh, Christina Aguilera, um... That's just there's there's so many people uh, who Janet Jackson, you know I'm just taking it off the dome here at this point, but I'm just like bro, that's a lot of people up there doing. But dude, Little Wayne doing his car, I think it was the car threes, I believe he's doing. But I'm like bro, that's wild. So yeah, there's that's a lot of people. But hey, that's pretty dope. But I can only imagine expensiveness of the hotel room. So something like that, you just had to kind of just like hear about how much it costs and then kind of just like save on the side and then bam when they do it again bam you there type of thing that's a lot of money because you gotta travel there plus it's like for one day one day they did this all in one day and i'm like dang that's crazy so yeah but they have a second day i guess so yeah so I believe that was on a Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, they put it on. And then the second day, obviously, it's probably going to be on a Sunday, possibly. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty lit. Uh, but anyway, all those all festivities. With the 49ers and the Chiefs, though, um, it should be a very interesting matchup, though, nonetheless, if we're going to focus back on football. Um, I know there's been some injuries on the 49ers side a little bit, but it might not hinder them as much. They did have a two-week break before getting up to this point and the chiefs are red hot with the swifties behind them yeah i'm calling them out the swifties yep so that's that's gonna be an interesting story there right there so yeah so it should it should be a tight game it should be a fun game to watch should have been my giants but then again you know it happens you know one day one day again they will go into the championship and one day you will see me out there wherever that may be at but until then it's, uh, it's going to be a, a long road there, for sure. But that's the interesting thing about that for the NFL. And that will be it, ladies and gentlemen. Until you look forward to the UFL, which is the was a USFL and the XFL combined and everything like that. You got that for the spring until college. So, yep, that's, uh, that's how that works. So, anywho, as we turn a little bit to the NBA. Uh, there's been a lot of games that's happening, of course, as well as a lot of interesting moves that happened for the teams throughout this week and throughout the times that we last spoke. 
So, I mean, I know there was a couple interesting games I happened to take a look into, especially the Nuggets and the Lakers. They had 114 to 106, too, as well. In this past time, too, as well, they had a celebration for Kobe. Um, they actually happened to have his statue um, up there as well. They happened to finally get a statue for him. And um, the biggest thing was, too, for Vanessa was saying about the decision of it was the pose because of course we all seen different iconic poses that kobe has had whether it comes from dunking whether it comes from just his walking presence you know any possible you know statue i mean you couldn't really go wrong with any which one that you would have chose from anyone but that one i will say is a very creative and the thoughtfulness not saying the other ones aren't thoughtful but it was a lot of thought that went into that one because that was his pose when he got the 81 points. And I was like, as, as iconic as any of the other ones were, whether it was him winning the championships, the MVP, you know, anything along in between, it was that one. And you know what? I'm great with that. Not like Vanessa cared anyway. Because <laughs> technically, like she said, that was Kobe's decision on if whatever statue he would have, it would be that pose. And Vanessa was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys could do what y'all want with that decision. <laughs> if y'all don't feel, if you don't like it still, it's like, so what? <laughs> and I know I'm paraphrasing because there was other stuff that she said. <laughs> but um, but no, that was really cool. That was really cool for that statue to be up there for that. So I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. That's really cool to honor him with that one. So that was a, that was a very nice, very nice touch indeed for it. So, but... You know, they have some other games that came on too. Yeah, the Pistons and the Trailblazers that have 128 to 122. So, my Knicks, I know they went against the Mavs, and I know we were kind of more or less injured prone because of stuff that had happened with um, Jalen Brunson. He happened to get hurt a little bit after he played the other night too. And uh, that was unfortunate because he was going against the Grizzlies and whatnot. And then we still won, but he happened to get injured that Tuesday night. So, but yep, yeah. but like I said before, there was a lot of moves that was made. I know we had some games that was happening today with the Hawks and the 76ers. Um, I would say the 76ers should be able to win this one. We'll see. I know Jalen beats out, and though we did see the 76ers play, I forgot who they played last, actually. Um, who did they play against? Ah, the Warriors. Yeah, that's right. Because they got smacked around by them. So, um, so we'll see with that one. The Rockets and the Raptors. They might get, you know, I might get that one. Yeah, I might slightly get that one to the Raptors. I don't know. I mean, they got Spencer Dinwiddie over there because they made a trade for him for, um, what's his face? Uh, Dennis Schroeder going over there to the um, Nets, which is a very interesting move, if, if anything. But for my Knicks, um, we got Bogdanovich over there for three-point shooting, which I was like, thank God. Because first and foremost, we knew we were slacking. Lacking and slacking at the same time about three-point shooting. And now we have him. And they got Alex Burke as well back. Because I kind of remember him seeing him. He was there for 2021. But then, you know, kind of swiveled out and moved on his own way. But obviously we had to get rid of some other people. But we didn't give up any picks. Which is a very nice thing. We gave up some people. I mean, no, no shade to Evan Fourier. But he didn't do much for me, to be honest with you. He did, obviously, what he did in the beginning. But he didn't really do much on the bench. He really didn't. So I was looking like, well, he was one of the couple that had to get let go. So I was like, cool, see ya. So then they all went, if I'm not mistaken, over to the Nuggets because that's where Bondanovich went, came from. So, yep. 
So I am happy about that. So that can definitely elevate my Knicks as well, if they haven't already been, because they were on a winning streak until that night got ended off by the Lakers when they ran against each other on Saturday. So I was like, crap. So that was last week when that snapped. So, but, you know, hey, it happens. It happens. Good things don't last forever sometimes, you know. So, yeah. But anyway, we got more games happening too as well. Um, the big Saturday night one as well was the Suns and the Warriors playing against each other at 830 and my Knicks going against the Pacers at 7.30 tomorrow, so that should be a fun game as well. So, some stuff happening there as well, too, in there. Uh, Shout-out to Thunder. They also got Gordon Hayward that went over there to Thunder, too. So, mm -hmm. so Clippers are still killing it. So, yeah. As we look at the standings here, from the eastern side, we got the Celtics number one right now with 39-12. and 12. Cavaliers at 34 and 16, second place. Bucks is third for 33 and 19, as well as my Knicks or have the same record, but you know we're considered fourth seed right now. But things might change. You never know. <laughs> so, but you know we're right up there. Yeah, they count us out. You better count us in. 76ers are fifth with the Pacers behind them, six with 24, 29 and 24. Heat 28 and 24 tied with Magic. Ironically, both of them happen to be in Florida. They have to have the same record. They have the Bulls 25 and 27 underneath the 500, with the Hawks in 10th seed with 22 and 29, with the Nets 20 and 31, Raptors at 18 and 33, Hornets 10 and 40, which they desperately need help, but probably not as much more as the Wizards and the Pistons were. Our last place right now, especially the Pistons with 8 and 43. Sucks to see that, but in which case. The Western side, the most toughest ones, they're still. Timberwolves are still hanging up there on a thread right now as being number one seeded right now. Behind them is the Nuggets, 36 and 16. Thunder, 35 and 16. Clippers, 34 and 16. Suns at 31 and 21, fifth place. Pelicans is sixth place, 30 with 21. Kings are 29 and 21 Mavericks are 29 and 23 Lakers are 27 and 26 just a little bit before, above 500 and then as we get to the 10th spot everything else is below 500 but the Jazz having 26 and 27 Warriors 24 and 25 Rockets 23 and 27 Grizzlies 18 and 34 Trailblazers 15 and 36 and the Spurs 10 and 42 yep it's sad, sad, sad day indeed for all of that. So it, it's unfortunate, but, you know, happens. As we transition a little bit to the NCAA basketball, uh, we're talking about for the men's, you got Alabama, LSU going against each other. That should be a good, interesting matchup there. That starts at 12. You got UConn that's number one seeded right now with Georgetown at 12 as well. Then a couple other games you could probably look into as well. You got Boston College and Duke and a little ACC rivalry game there at 2 p.m. With Auburn and Florida down in the south side, you got Auburn number 12 in Florida, not ranked, but 30, 3.30 is where it starts. Another one you can look forward to is UNC in Miami, Florida. Another one that's an ACC rivalry there, too, at 4 p.m. Gonzaga and Kentucky, that could be an interesting matchup as well, but that's one that's there, too, as well. St. John and Marquette, that'd be pretty cool, too, as well, with 6 p.m. that night. So there's a couple of interesting games going on tomorrow as well. So, should be fun there as well. You got the NCAA women's basketball games actually going on too as well. 
Um, I believe it was last week that I saw Iowa play. Caught a, caught a whim of a game there. And I believe I saw the Notre Dame playing yesterday. I just happened to be at the gym, and I just saw them playing. I was like, oh, cool. And they were, they were playing some tough gas basketball there yesterday. So I know some today. They have some for Oregon State and Utah. Uh, that's happening at 9. Oregon and Colorado at 9 p.m. And then you had um, Stanford and Washington. And then you had Arizona and UCLA playing at 11 p.m. for today. For tomorrow, though, any games that you could probably look forward to as well. Quite a few games is happening on Saturday. You got Oklahoma and Ohio State. You can look forward to that one as well. That's a pretty interesting game. Um, a lot of good, big ones, too, as well for, uh, for Sunday would be Northern Dame and Florida State going against each other that day. Uh, that will be at 12 p.m. on Sunday. Iowa and Nebraska going against each other, which I know Nebraska is going to get mowed over. So that's going to be interesting as well. UConn in South Carolina is definitely the game to look at, though, at 2 p.m. So Sunday's going to be chock full of games happening. Good action games. And then you got the Super Bowl right after that. going to be very interesting. LSU play at 4 p.m. as well. So against Alabama. So, yeah. That's going to be really cool. So I'm excited for that as well. So that's going to be a lot of good games happening for that too. And that's about it for the sports section. Uh, we're going to turn over to the music section of what happened in Transcribe for the Grammys. And uh, we'll go from there. And we're back. Now on to music. Um, pretty much Grammys night was last Sunday. Um, the biggest night as always every year when it comes to music. Um, you know, as always, you know, you get a whole combination of different artists, different types of genre of music coming together in for this one night, one big night for just about anybody. And, you know, whether it might be an individual award, which eh, I guess you could say in some cases, of course, some could come as a group and whatnot but a lot of times it's usually on the genre of music as well whether it is the best pop r&b rock country hip-hop you know any type of song and record and album you know there's a lot of categories that come in throughout the night it's kind of like the lottery you got plenty of chances to possibly get a grammy though it's not to say that you will but <laughs> it's a it's a good chance depending because of course you have the recording academy um and their committee in terms of who they go about voting i think there's like a bit of a sprinkle amount of people that maybe in terms of fan voting maybe that goes along with that it depends so so of course as always every year then usually tend to not get it right sometimes sometimes they do sometimes they don't you know based on it too as well but for people you gotta kind of also understand and even for me too because i haven't heard a lot of other songs as well and i heard a good majority of the songs has been that was awarded and everything like that but there were some that obviously I didn't. So, but that's that's the huge thing because you know again when we do complain about certain ones that don't get a certain award, but we also kind of have to hear from that song. It's like oh what? And it's like I never heard that song before ever, and yet when you hear the song, it's like oh I can see why that song got the award, and that's the biggest I guess due diligence for anybody who's following within music is to pretty much listen to everything around. You know what I'm saying? Whether it might be in pop, country, you know, hip hop, R&B, you know what I'm saying? Because they all, a lot of them sometimes will get lumped into the same category. Whether it might be best new artist, best song, record of the year, 
album of the year because again it's not just one genre saying oh this one genre got the best album of the year even though technically they do have best R&B album right so they technically have that and then they have the album that's just that whole album of the year which goes for everybody you know what I'm saying so that's that's just usually how it works just for those just to you know just clear the air of how it all the whole metrics work and again like I said before we're not the one voting so you know so it's always and it's always like that even with the Oscars same thing with the Golden Globes too as well so you know I think a lot of people I still think still get snubbed over those too as well but again I'm not in that voting committee I, I don't know what they do but you know you know anywho <laughs> So that award show started around eight o'clock. It didn't get finished till about mm, almost between 11, 30, 12 uh, a.m. Keep in mind, this is also live as well. So there was a lot. Uh, Victoria Monet happened to get new artists for her award, as well as she got uh, best R&B album for her album as well, which was really cool as well, too. So I thought that was awesome. Um, also, on top of that, you also had the um, notion of R&B song, which was Snooze from SZA, because she got a lot of, um, definitely a lot of um, nominated acts there as well from that night, and I was like, cool, cool, so shout out to my boy, Killer Mike, he happened to get Scientist and Engineer, that was his, uh, Engineers, that was his album, and he happened to get, basically, Clean the Board between best rap song best rap performance rap album <laughs> so you know what i'm saying like he, he cleared the board on all of that too um and i was it's still still strange to this day about you know how certain ones don't get you know don't get it shown on tv because i know like with tyla which shout out to her she had the uh, best performance too as well she got the album um, up there as well she got an award for that as well so i was like cool and she got yeah it was like grammy for best um african music performance so and especially of course that was with water because i mean i mean how can you disagree with that performance you know what i'm saying you just gotta watch the performance to see what i'm talking about you know what i'm saying just saying just saying just saying um so yeah it was pretty cool right um shout out to little dirk and j cole they happen to get a um performance or, or grammy for a metal melic rap performance for all my life which is a dope song too as well shout out to paramore you know uh one of my favorite groups up there as well especially for rock they got their first ever, ever grammy and i was happy for them and this is for the album called this is why so i was like yo <laughs> especially hearing a lot of their songs and whatnot they're dope so they've always been dope in my category so the, the fact that they were able to get that was awesome <laughs> So that was that was dope. Um, I know Alicia Keys happened to get an award, even though it was kind of erotic. It was like basically almost in a sense the re-release of her first album of Diary of Alicia Keys, and or released one of her albums of Diary of Alicia Keys. And it was for the surround sound album, I guess, award for it. I didn't know that was a thing too. And I was like, cool, because there's a lot of hits on that one. <laughs> I don't tell your secrets. Shh. <laughs> and then I know Miley Cyrus happened to get um, best pop solo performance as well for Flowers, which, you know, and that was one of the songs I will honestly will say I didn't hear that one as well, too, as well. Because I usually try to dabble into a lot of the 
radio stations and then a lot of the streaming services where it had different types of genres of music just to get an overall feel of what's what's popping now you know what i'm saying um that was one that just somehow slipped right by me so i know lane wilson i was happy for her she got that one for bell bottom country for country album there as well um so she was good so there was a lot for that one too so yep but um i think it was for the um for the song of the year though they also had what was i made for from Billie eilish from the barbie movie so she happened to get that one and then record of the year happened to also be for miley cyrus again so she also kind of came out with a couple grammys walking out as well so that was pretty dope that was pretty dope for her as for album of the year there was a lot that was in there too as well no sizzle was in that whole ordeal as well i believe victoria monet was in that one as well for that uh, nomination as well there was quite a bunch on uh, john batiste i believe he was in that one too as well if it wasn't for best new artist i believe it was for the um album of the year and for all that being into the ordeal was taylor swift happened to win that award for album of the year so you know the swifties was at it again they were back in action with that one so and again i reserve judgment on it because again i have not listened to her full album so they listened to it they saw out of all the different nominations that was made that that was the best album so you know that was that one so you know congratulations to her because i can't even tell you how many awards taylor swift has already and that closet gotta be full but <laughs> so but congrats to that one so um but yeah there was a, there was a lot that was out there as well uh even michelle obama got an, an award for best spoken word album so how about that right it's pretty sick if i do say so myself um but i did know i said i mentioned a little bit of shenanigan more or less it was just probably one that i've seen it was with killer mike going back to him because just when he got all those accolades because i don't know if there was anything that was put out there in the news yet if there hasn't been already about what had happened because the man had to get arrested right just walking in getting escorted outside from the um stadium i was like not live stage wise but it was like in the hallway and i was like what i'm like literally it was like so geeked out about the fact that he actually got that award and he just cleared that entire board for the rap section and i was like what and everybody was like kill him like really he's like yeah yeah i was like dang so i don't know what happened and what transcribed for him to get escorted out like that especially on grammy night of all things too i was like what so something that happened somebody didn't like a certain thing i don't know what happened things came to pie maybe scrapping who knows um jay-z also got an award for the dr dre global impact award um of course that was a brand new award that was actually dished out last year no other than dr dre himself getting that award because why not <laughs> if the name's gonna be yeah, named after me at least i should get the first award right <laughs> um but jay-z happened to be the second one to get that award as well and let's face it he's been a big impact just like dr dre is jay-z as well i mean the man has literally taught a lot of stuff within his songs his music and even even outside of music on a business end too as well so he's he's been well known around the globe <laughs> all right i'm saying whether it's with rap lyric or with business so you know he's he's done a lot and still is for his age so um yep he brought um blue out there on the stage he made some jokes about like well i can't say this is for blue anymore for a sippy cup because you know she's already old enough now because <laughs> it was a joke that he made back then i think it was back in 2014 
they said that so um yeah but he also had a powerful message he was talking about it and more or less it was kind of well more or less towards the grammys it was all really you know between who gets selected and how they go about picking the awards because he says some people don't know don't even need to be in the category even obviously subliminately messaged about beyonce even though he didn't say it obviously but it was obvious <laughs> about you know her winning all these awards and everything like that but never best album of the year you know what i'm saying which yeah is sus because you know how many hits that she already had and no album of the year i can even say the same thing about destiny's child i don't don't know if any of those albums were album of the year either it's weird and again gotta see who was in the committee because <laughs> i they i don't know how they go about picking them i really don't um but it's like one of those things i always say this and i might have said this last year and many other years probably before but it's one of those things even if that album or those songs happen to get awards for something too and if they didn't let's just say if they didn't for instance they're still classics they're still favored amongst the community and i know it's one thing to feel you know extra special when you get that certificate you know because that's kind of what the grammys kind of is sort of in a sense it's like the highest prestige award or anything like that even though there's been a plethora of award shows whether it might be the billboard awards the um what are the awards they got <laughs> uh was it well mtv the technically is more or less the music video music awards in a sense uh BET awards so that's that's a thing yeah so of course <laughs> uh so but you know for me if it was me I would have been happy with any award really wouldn't be looking for it to pour and say because you know again with music it's it's an art and you know like any art whether it might have been painting whether it might have been um written it's it's all different forms of art and that's what music is and people do want to feel you know satisfied and feel you know awarded for that work because by no means this is easy work i mean they gotta sit here hours upon hours writing down the songs production being work done because it's not just them there's also a team behind this as well some some might do them themselves and that's fine too but then it's also for some a lot of these albums are also worked in production as well and people put a lot of breath soul and tears into all of this blood even and to have that stamped on your resume is huge it is but i don't know and it's just me maybe um but it's again like i said before it's something special when you know there's a million plus people that really love that song or that album you know even though the grammys didn't really feel it for whatever reason didn't pick it for whatever reason and have some other ones like to jay-z's point some that probably shouldn't be in the category but somehow won it <laughs> you know got passed by but it's still being played on the radio around the streets you know what i'm saying it's like one of those feelings you know what i'm saying and some don't really put so much stress over it even though that's nice to have because it's like oh snap you won the grammy it's like okay where do you take it from there you know and at least that gives you something to chase for as well but at the same time for me it would be not pressured 
to make it such a, a big deal even though it is but not to make it the biggest thing like if you didn't get it then you felt like you failed type of thing and to me it's not you know you got nominated <laughs> for one and we know how tight these um these grammys are and i'm not saying just settle you know obviously <laughs> you know you go back in there hitting stronger for the next one and the next one and the next one too it, it pumps up feel as well too just to show the naysayers too but even for that album that you may have thought may have been a failure, it's just one of those things that, you know, people, there's a lot of people that love everything inside that album. And, and it happens. I've seen it from a lot of albums. I've listened to so many albums, so many songs that didn't get any of those awards, and yet they're beloved. <laughs> they're played so much. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky situation when it comes to that sometimes. And a lot of times we always don't get it right. Some feelings will be hurt, and some will be probably getting an angry mob. God forbid if they have a fan club, and definitely for sure you're going to see them, whether it might be through social media or through possibly outside your door. <laughs> Anything can happen, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, there's a lot. So, uh, but there's a lot of nice performances as well. Um, so, you know. It was pretty cool. Uh, the performances were dope as well. Uh, and Tracy Chapman came out with Luke Combs to do his rendition of, um, excuse me, a fast car, and um, that was pretty cool. And see, again, I never grew up with Tracy Chapman like that when she obviously came out. And I heard the song in the airways before, but never put face to the song. And it was really cool. By the way, I give a shout out to the Grammys on the little animations and stuff like that when they did basically behind the song and they were giving out a nice description of all the different people that was like, what was the inspiration behind it and whatnot. Because they did it with Luke Combs, they did it with Travis Scott, uh, SZA. Uh, so there was a lot that was shown out there as well. Um, Billy Joel was out there performing, so they did the same thing for him. And he hasn't performed in 30 years. So that's that's a long time as well. I've seen his music and I've seen his music videos on TV as well as hearing it on the radio. But it's just like, dang, it has been 30 years like that. It's like, but they were going a little bit of story behind that, too. So it was pretty cool. It was it was a pretty cool night. And of course, we had some memories that was being mentioned, too, especially with Stevie Wonder was playing his song. Then you had Joe Batista out there and they brought the sound of blackness out there for optimistic too so that was a nice little treat too and just paying homage to everybody too as well um so it was uh, overall even though again there was some snubs performances wise surprise appearances and stuff it was good it was good it was it was a good night that night of music so you know that's all it is at the end of the day is to bring together that so so, should be very, very interesting moving further from there. But other than that, that's about it for the podcast. Thank you guys for listening as always. Uh, until next time, take care. <laughs>